Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Alrighty, well, we've been taking questions from the, what did you say the other day, the ones and ones of listeners? That's not, right. You corrected me because I said tens and tens, certainly not hundreds and hundreds. But um, over the last couple of weeks, I'm sure it's up to hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands <laughs> upon thousands. <laughs> Of listeners to the program. And so, you know, we've been kind of covering a wide variety of things, haven't we? Some some deeply theological, like original sin. Some very practical, like um, how do I use language like God told me or I feel when it comes to the Scriptures. So today we are asking um, a very practical question. Is it okay for Christians to be depressed? Is it okay for Christians to be depressed? Well, let's say... Do Christians get depressed? Do Christians because, get depressed? Because Christians do get depressed. I mean, there's, and we we have the accounts of uh, different ones, like even Spurgeon. You know, there's been books about Spurgeon's sorrows. Uh, that you know he was, you know, the, he was plagued by periods of melancholy, and so we understand that Christians do get depressed. Even spiritual giants get uh, depressed. Um, you know, Elijah felt like he was the only one left in all the land who hadn't bowed his knee to Baal, you know, and he was feeling alone. And so there was a certain amount. But we probably should talk about the things that cause depression in the Christian life. Mm-hmm. By the way, another spiritual giant who got depressed was David in Psalm 13, yeah. especially. He said, How long, O Lord? Will yeah. you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my own soul and have sorrow in my heart all yeah. the day? And even in Psalm 42, when he says, why, he says to himself, why are you cast down, O my soul? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you so disquieted within you? Hope thou in God. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he brings himself out of it by preaching to himself. But, yeah, he, he experienced those things. But, you know, sometimes we have to realize that it's our own sin. We talked about unbelief the other day, our, our sin or unbelief or, you know, um, you know, even how we interpret a problem out in the world uh, causes a certain amount of depression. Um, other people can cause us to be depressed by their harsh treatment of us or, you know, uh, discouraging words, you know. Uh, you know, only oh, out on the range – where seldom is heard a discouraging word. <laughs> you know, only in that place do you not get depressed. Yeah. I, I think I'd just like to add a, a little note um, before we even engage the topic fully and the, and the idea that we each are very diverse people. Um, God has created us with um, just incredibly different personalities and natures and makeups and and so what you'll find is that there are those that are more introspective, that there are those that – um, have tendencies in certain directions. Um, I think one of the m- 
more helpful books with just helping me understand the diversity of how God deals with us is William Guthrie's uh, The Christian's Great Interest, um, that not all people come to Christ the same way. And I, I think the, the principle also extends that not all people are the same. And so therefore, each person's difficulties and struggles are going to be very diverse. So um, I don't have a personality that that has a tendency or even probably the ability to get depressed. Um, it's just not part of who I am. It's not part of the, the That's way. That's what he says here. Um, <laughs> the way God has made me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm married to somebody that would have those tendencies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think we have to be sensitive that sometimes people can come down pretty strongly on I mean, it'd be very easy for me to sit here and say, no, absolutely not. Christians should never get depressed. It's so sinful. What in the world is going on? Well, that's easy for me because that's not my area of of challenge and and, um, great need. Well, there's two two aspects of that. You know, when we do sin, there's a certain sadness that comes over us because of that sin. That's that's actually a form of that depression. But there's also physical things that you're pointing out, a different makeup between individuals. You know, there's some people who have a sugar high and a sugar low, and, and, you know, maybe they're hypoglycemic, you know. So what that does is that's a downward spiral that people, you know, that only a little bit of protein might help them and pull them out of that sense of despondency and discouragement and that you know you can you could actually in some ways you know use a a word you can redeem that person just by giving them food um, yeah i, I want to go back to the way the, the the question is asked uh i think it was asked is it okay to be depressed or is it okay for the christian to be depressed and um the 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 short answer is that it's it's not okay for anybody to be depressed and but let me please stay with me because a depressed person is miserable and i know because i experienced depression and and you're 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 talking about russ that just depression is just not part of your part of your makeup it is part of mine mm-hmm. and i come from a family that uh it, it it's a it runs in our family two mm-hmm. two family members of mine have have been uh, hospitalized with clinical depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's this debilitating thing. No, it's not okay. But it's, it's, it, that kind of depression is not your fault, and you can't pray it away. You need help. You need, you need help from your friends, from your family, from Christian community, perhaps professional help. You know, if you have a debilitating depression, mm-hmm. yeah, talk to your pastor and, and talk to your Christian friends. Talk to your doctor. Um, and uh, there are ways that you can be helped. Yeah. Uh, but but don't begin to think as a Christian, well, this must be, I'm experiencing this depression, and it must be just because of some unresolved sin, or it must be unbelief, or maybe I'm not right. praying the right way. No. Uh, it, 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 depression can be, and very often is, simply a natural part of life, and uh, it's not okay to be stuck in it, but not because it's your fault. Yeah, so there's so there's spiritual causes of depression, and right. then there's natural causes uh, yeah, of depression. Right. So because you, you said the word must several times, and it was very helpful. Uh, I, I I shouldn't think that depression must be the cause. Uh, must I must be experiencing depression because I sinned? Right. Right. Um, that's very important how you worded that because some people can be experiencing depression because of sin. 
Some sure, can. Absolutely. We, we have and to so distinguish it's, it's, between yeah, chemical imbalance and, yeah. and sin itself. What are the causes yeah. and what are the cures of depression? So some are spiritual and some are natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we wouldn't condemn a, a person who is diabetic for needing to get insulin shots. Well, it, right? well exactly. Or, or somebody who has the common cold, uh, you know, just buck up and pray more and, and you'll be just fine. You know, it's, um, yeah. Some 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 med- medications are uh, an antidepressant, you know, that are helpful to people that can reset their physical clock in some ways. Um, you know, alcohol can gladden the heart, but it also is <laughs> it, it also is a, a depressant as well. So Right. Yeah. I think um a couple of helpful books on this that uh if this is something that is a tendency and and can be a, a an ongoing struggle for you. Um, Steal Away Home was a, a book written about Charles Spurgeon and his ongoing um, struggles with depression. Um, I just found it to be a helpful book um, just to, to begin to understand um, just the struggle of depression. Um, I think When Trouble Comes by Phil Riken. Phil Riken, who is the president of Wheaton College, used to be the the pastor at 10th Presbyterian, has written probably 20 to 50 books. Um, just a wonderful, godly um, man. Um, talks about his own struggles with depression um, in the preface of that book. The preface of the book itself or introduction of the book is is worth the book just to, to hear him talk about his own ongoing struggles with depression. And then... Um, some work by Dr. Um, David Murray and his wife, Shona Murray. Um, he wrote the book entitled Christians Get Depressed Too, and Shona and him each wrote books, one called Refresh, one called Reset. And if you talk to Shona Murray, um, a medical doctor, um, his his wife, um, she would talk about the fact that she struggled with depression and that she now acknowledges that she's um, not only was a broken person because of the depression, um, that she remains a broken person, mm-hmm. and and that will be ongoing. Yeah, right. So, since we're not medical doctors, mm-hmm. and we're pastors, can we address the the spiritual causes of depression? And and maybe maybe since we only have a few minutes left on the broadcast, talk about what are some spiritual cures for when you're depressed because of spiritual reasons. I think that we have to realize that when people are suppressed, depressed, they're suffering. And so what we need to do is offer words of encouragement, show them the promises of, of, of God's word, um, help them to walk by faith and not by sight, you know, not to, not to look at circumstances, but to, to hope in God. Uh, I think that those are the things that we can do. We can be pastoral about it mm-hmm. and treat it as 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 suffering. We may not ever know the total causes for somebody's depression or that suffering. We don't. We can't. We can't discern uh, a hidden sin that may be lurking there. Nor can we diagnose the the chemical reactions in their body. Mm-hmm. And so we need to we need to encourage them, even when there are things going wrong in the body. Uh, you know, might be chemical or whatever. Um, the you we can encourage the biblical responses of faith. Uh, we you know, just because somebody is feeling low doesn't give them the right to treat other people in a low manner. <laughs> yeah. In Psalm forty two and forty three, when the psalmist is struggling with this. Um, he says, my soul is cast down within me. 
therefore I remember you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think the key, um, Lloyd-Jones talks about the spiritual self-talk. Um, it's talking to yourself and bringing you back to the remembrance of who God is. And what I would suggest is there are people in each of our lives that are in those positions where they no longer have the ability on their own to to engage in the spiritual self-talk that they, is necessary for them. And that's part of the reason why God places people in the context of a body. Mm-hmm. That sometimes what is necessary is those that um, are strong come alongside of those that are weak and broken and, and begin to provide the spiritual talk that they're no longer able to to have on their own. Right? Yeah, but we help them remember. Yeah, we and, bring them lovingly back. And yeah. and when you're the one that's in that broken place, one of your temptations is going to be to isolate yourself from the body, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to go out. You don't want to get out of your house. You want to stay inside with the, the the blinds closed. It's it's difficult to be around people because you don't have the energy. Make yourself do it. Yeah, that's that downward spiral. It, yeah. it, it isn't going to get better doing those things. And that was the what I thought was so powerful in the book Steal Away Home, that Spurgeon was in that place. Think about it. One of the greatest preachers uh, of the church yeah. was in a place where he just didn't want to even get out of bed, wanted to stay by himself. And one of his friends came to him mm-hmm. and took him out of the room and, and engaged him in life and, and began to push back and said, hey, you've always been there for everybody else. Now it's my time to be there for you. Uh-huh. And it's just a powerful moment in the book um, where Spurgeon is is being ministered to instead of doing uh-huh. the ministering. Uh-huh. And it, and even if they even if uh, for instance it becomes a physical problem that you're medicating, we need to realize that while we're medicating, that might help sleep. It might help some uh, help might alleviate certain amount of pain, but it doesn't answer spiritual questions. So. Uh, we we need to understand we are both spiritual and physical beings, and we need to try to address them both at the same time. So we need to come, you know, with that with that good night's sleep, then we begin to address um, spiritually where we are with the Lord. Yeah, and that's exactly what God did with Elijah mm-hmm. on the way to uh, Mount Horeb. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll whisper it. Fed him a good meal. That he fed him first, and yeah. then he spoke to him. Right. So you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We will see you next time. We'll <laughs>